right, now in this episode of Mike Crispy Unafraid, guys, Joe Biden got out of bed, took a shot of B12 in his ass, and he's hitting the campaign trail. And just like his attempted handshakes, his message is not landing. I don't even know how the Democrats are even close in the polling. That's a whole other story. We are going to break that down and more in this very special tuned up Friday edition of Mike Crispy Unafraid. I want to welcome everybody in who is watching Jeremy Harrell and who's watching all the great shows this morning on LFA TV. Guys, rumble this video before we get going. That is the plus sign on the browser, the thumbs up on the app. You rumble this video. You help keep us on the leaderboard. You put us over the top. We keep having sh great shows like this, and we are going to have a great one for you right now. Let's go. And hello, everybody. Mike Crispy here coming to you live on this Friday, October 21st. Joined in the studio by the most base producer in the game, producer Frankie. Frankie, how you doing, sir? I'm doing well. How are you doing? All right. Uh, Frankie's doing well. I'm doing well. Um, you know who's not doing well? Joe Biden. Because Joe Biden has to get out of bed and campaign this time of year. And trust me, guys, he wouldn't be doing it if he didn't have to, okay? He wouldn't be doing it if he didn't have to, but... The societal norms of our country, of our nation, the sitting president usually has to go campaign. And if they didn't campaign, well, then people would assume that something is direly wrong with their health. Not the handshake greeting nobody like the ghost. Is that the ghost of Kiev? I don't understand. Maybe Dan Crenshaw can answer the questions about that. Because Joe Biden right now is out of his mind campaigning. They are putting, when he's whenever they hop him up on the drugs, he starts to say crazy things, go AWOL berserk. It's really weird. But guys, this is the tale of the Democrat midterm. I always say this, and I've been saying it on the show for the last couple of days. My favorite time of year, as crunch time comes in, we see everybody's true colors. We see people crack. We see people rise to the occasion. Joe Biden right now is not rising to the occasion. It's predictable. It's sad. And here is the latest. This is them asking Joe Biden about him campaigning. And if other Democrats want him to campaign, he wants to assure you that Corn Pop was a bad dude and that everybody wants him to campaign for them. Roll it. There haven't been that many candidates campaigning with you. Why are That's more not true. There's been 15. Count, kid, count. Okay, and All are right? there going to be even more? Yeah. yeah. Count, kid, count. There's been, there's been 15 people who have been campaigning for me, who want to campaign. Joe Biden, can you even name 15 sitting politicians in the country right now? I don't know if Joe Biden can name 15 United States senators. I don't think he can. He definitely can't name 15 members of Congress. No chance. And I don't even know if he can name... Tim Ryan, who's a congressman in Ohio, that was one of his biggest allies when he was running for president. This sucker, right? Tim Ryan was all on the Joe Biden bandwagon. Now he is trying to fool moderates into thinking that he is one of them when he is directly responsible for trying to get Ohio voters to vote for this globalist piece of scum, Joe Biden. But guys, not even Joe Biden's biggest allies who helped usher in this New World Order puppet, not even them want Joe Biden near anywhere near their state as midterm season is coming on. This is Tim Ryan when asked by the propaganda arm of the Democrats, CNN, if he wants the sitting president, wink, wink, to come campaign for him. Listen to this answer. I'm going to come campaign for you. Look, we welcome everybody's support, um, but I will be the face of this campaign. I don't think, you know, sur surrogates are going to play a huge role here. 
Oh, yeah, surrogates won't play a huge role here. Only the uh, sitting president of the United States of America. That's kind of not a surrogate, okay? So listen to how little they think of Joe Biden. Tim Ryan literally just said, I'm going to be the face of this campaign. I'm going to win the campaign. I don't think surrogates will play a role. Could you imagine if somebody said that running for office in Ohio, if like President Trump was the president and they asked, is President Trump going to come campaign for you? What would they say? What would J.D. Vance say? Um, if this was the last cycle and Trump was in office and he was running, he'd say, I welcome the president. Huge boost would be an honor to have him. That's what you'd say about the leader of the free world. But Joe Biden is such a not leader of the free world that Tim Ryan can only call him a surrogate, right? Isn't that the kind of funny thing? Goes to show the utter lack of respect they have for this man because he is not the president of the United States. He is a figurehead, okay? He is a figurehead who is being used as a front to usher in the new world order. The globalists are pulling his strings, paying off Hunter. Joe Biden family is getting rich. They're not outing him as a pedophile that he is showering with his daughter. We all know what was in the diary, Joe. And people now out there know what's going on in Ohio. They know this all around the country, that the Biden Biden policies are simply not working and that right now Democrats are in free fall across the board. Frankie, throw this up on the screen. This is the polling average. This comes from 538. This is the polls right now. The latest polls for what's going on in Ohio right now. You guys see uh, in every poll across the board, uh, J.D. Vance is taking the lead. So previously, Tim Ryan was ahead. Now, J.D. Vance is taking the lead across the board in all of the polls, um, especially some of these polls, the ones that I think are more reliable, like Trafalgar, that have him up by four points. The Senegal poll has Vance up by four points. Suffolk University poll, two points. Um, everybody across the board right now, with the exception of one poll, which I've never heard of, the Lucid poll, has Joe Biden, sorry, has, yeah, has Joe Biden's candidate, Tim Ryan, getting shellacked. But guys, people right now, do not want Biden anywhere near their campaign because this is the results of Biden staying away from the campaign and just the stench of this fake phony globalist being associated with them. I want to take you guys out to Pennsylvania where just yesterday Joe Biden was campaigning for John Fetterman, two guys who I think backstage were having a contest for who could complete less sentences in a row, right? They were, they were having a spelling contest, right, in the backstage <laughs> and they were spelling the word cat, right? Fetterman and Dr. Dr. Jill and Fetterman's wife, the one who got mad at MSNBC, we're spoon feeding the lines and saying, C A T, cat. You don't believe me that it's that close to reality? Here is Joe Biden campaigning for Fetterman, which is some ridiculous. Does this make any sense, Roller Frankie? Thank you uh, very much for uh, for running. I really do appreciate it. And Zell, you're gonna you're gonna be a great uh, a great lady in the Senate. You're gonna be a great lady in the Senate. <laughs> it's incredible. You're gonna be a great lady in the Senate, uh, Giselle Fetterman. What does that even mean, a great lady in the Senate? That would probably mean a lady who was elected to the Senate, right? Um, what he meant to say is you're going to be the great wife of a vegetable senator, okay? And again, not making light of people who have strokes. I feel very badly for them. I feel very badly for Fetterman. Yeah, Frankie? I, listen, I had a stroke. This is this man should not be campaigning. Like, I hate these people that are like, oh, you should not be saying bad things about a stroke. I, I, when I had a stroke... Which was years ago. Thank God I'm okay. Yeah. So I'm, guy, guys, I, I can tell you right now, I shouldn't have been a politician two, uh, two weeks after that. I, that is that is so, and guys, you heard it there from producer Frankie. It was a childhood thing. It was not from him taking the vaccine, I promise. Um, but he's better now. And look that he's better. Look what he's better. That's what happens when you let somebody recover and they do well. And now producer Frankie makes magic. The chat's got to love that, Frankie, you're a hero. <laughs> but guys, 
John Fetterman doesn't belong anywhere near a senatorial seat, obviously. And Joe Biden said, and you could always tell what the Freudian slip. What did he say there that nobody caught? Thanks for running, John. Really, thanks for running. Who says that? Thanks for running. Yeah, we told you to run. We put you there because just like me, you were a white, moderate face without void of any ideas, void of any principles. So thanks for running. Thanks for the same people who pull my strings and fill up my bank account with illegal money. Thank you, John, because you're listening to the same people there. And you were this moderate blue collar face of Pennsylvania because right now they cannot afford to swap out Fetterman. Remember, they accused Herschel Walker. When Herschel Walker said the thing and there was the, the rumor about him paying for the abortion and Republicans stood by him, they just said, they don't care. They're just using Herschel Walker because they just want power and they don't care about the principles of the candidates. Really? Well, at least our candidates are able to articulate how their position is moved. John Fetterman can't even articulate how he moves his mind to create simple sentences. It really is incredible, guys. But the race right now in Pennsylvania, as Joe Biden heads out there, uh, very conspicuous strategy by the Democrats because that race is tightening. And I got to give Dr. Oz a little credit. And this is, I think this is true, Frankie. Dr. Oz, you got the, Dr. Oz, um, on the screen there, Frankie. Uh, Dr. Oz, um, his campaign was doing terribly, okay? And they had a rally in um, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. I was there. I was covering the rally. And then after the rally, the next day, Dr. Oz did not post anything on his social media about Trump being there. And I tweeted at the Oz campaign and said, Oz, what the hell are you doing, dude? You're not going to win the race by pitter-pattering with these moderates. Embrace Trump. You were there. They're going to say you're a Trump guy anyway. And 30 minutes later, Dr. Oz's campaign posted um, him with Trump on stage. I like to think it was Mike Crispy Unafraid and uh, and our network getting Dr. Ross to do that. I really do. Because it's not a coincidence. I'm the only one who cared enough to tweet it at Dr. Ross. Tough love. But ever since that time, ever since Mike Crispy fired up the Dr. Oz campaign, Dr. Oz has been having a very good race. He's been doing well. He's been having a good campaign. And he is now in the suburbs campaigning hard. He's doing very well. And I got to give him credit uh, because the race is tightening and Joe Biden is clearly not helping him. And what's important to um, what's important to people in the Rust Belt, what's important to people in Ohio and in Pennsylvania in these places, crime, immigration, valuing our citizens, right? Not foreigners that they're trying to resettle in our cities. Because again, Democrats will try to virtue signal, but the virtue signaling can only run so deep with the voting bloc, namely the independents. But when Joe Biden was running for president, he was telling you there, he was telling you moderates and independents, I guess some of them took some time to wake up, but he, Joe Biden was telling you what his position was going to be. And the position was very clear and simple, and you're going to hear it in this clip. The position was to pander to whoever is asking him the question. You're going to see this Latin woman uh, propagandist for uh, the Latin community. Again, the Latin community stands with Trump, stands with tough immigration, except for these commentators from Telemundo and Univision, like Jorge Ramos, who are literally put up there. Remember Jorge Ramos? Blast yeah, from the past. Of course. Uh, Mr. President, these are real people. Yeah. It's like, no. Actually, the Latin community thinks that Jorge Ramos and his lesbian daughter are jokes, okay? Even though Jorge Ramos' lesbian daughter is now on MSNBC. But little flashback to Joe Biden when he was on that debate stage and listen to this articulate policy. This is incredible. You opposed sanctuary cities as a presidential candidate in 2007. Where do you stand now? Should undocumented immigrants arrested by local police be turned over to immigration officials? No. <laughs> Wait for it. This isn't paused. This isn't paused. Senator Sanders? <laughs> 
Guys, <laughs> we didn't pause it. That, it, that looked it, like it. It, it literally did not know. All he knew in his brain and his brain that is frying and decaying as he's speaking, all he knew was to agree with the person who was asking the question of what he thought they wanted to hear. That's called a pander. Joe Biden is not able to formulate any rationale because in the Joe Biden's old brain, when it actually kind of worked, right? Joe, the Joe Biden that had a brain was opposed to sanctuary cities, as that woman said from 2007. And when they said they shouldn't be turned over to law enforcement, immigration enforcement, any normal rational person, all of the independents in Ohio, all of the independents in Pennsylvania, all of the independents everywhere would agree that if an illegal alien is criminally breaking the law or if they're caught, that's a crime in of itself and you need to be turned over to immigration officials. But all Joe Biden could do, right, is his brain. He couldn't even make up a pander and pivot and really go beyond it. All he could do, this is how he knew that his brain was really going. All he could do for the first time in the history of a presidential debate, all he was able to do was agree with the moderator and stop and stare into space and wait for him to be let off the hook. No. <laughs> like it's just, and his pause was even longer than that. But guys, this is having an effect all around the country as midterm season is happening. Even states like New York now are happening to have a chance for a Republican to win. And they're getting mad who at the vegetable in chief Joe Biden. Because Joe Biden, guys, is like the scapegoat. Frankie, throw this up on the screen. This is Kathy Hochul, uh, who was never elected to anything in New York. She got appointed. Funny thing about Kathy Hochul. Um, she used to be endorsed by the NRA, which is hilarious. A long time ago, a Democrat endorsed by the NRA. But Kathy Hochul says Joe Biden won't take ownership of the New York migrant crisis, won't take ownership of it. And she's upset about it. Why? Because she's losing in the polls. And Lee Zeldin, who Trump endorsed, who voted against certifying the election, so he's a legit, true, true red conservative, he's gaining and people are starting to realize that it's more important to have somebody who's going to stand for law and order rather than somebody lecturing them about, oh, this person was in support of an insurrection January 6th. Who gives a damn? People care more about the price of potato chips than they do about a quote unquote fake insurrection, fed surrection. But guys, this is the ripple effect of having an illegitimate president. They put him up there to take the brunt and the blows. They know that when you're ushering in a new world order, that it's going to be a little painful, right? It's going to be a little painful. They know that. Joe Biden is designed to deflect the arrows so it's not any worse. He is an empty stand-in designed to absorb the blows and designed to make it look like he's a moderate and he's some sensible old guy in the face of it. Everyone knows that. And they're starting to reject the hook, line, and sinker, especially when Biden has to carry out basic, normal functions and duties. Honestly, the biggest travesty in all this is that the elections are even this close. How is Lee Zeldin losing to Kathy Hochul? How is J.D. Vance only four points ahead of that wacko Tim Ryan? How is stroke victim Fetterman allegedly four points ahead of Dr. Oz? Like, that's kind of weird. But they're closing in, and it goes to show you that we can win these elections. We have to. But the vegetable in chief needs to be out there more and more. We need him to be out there. So hopefully, guys, Dr. Jill is stocked up on B12. Joe Biden's getting the injections, and he's going to be on the trail a lot in these next 20-some-odd days. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more of Mike Crispy Unafraid. Do not go anywhere. All right, Frankie, how we doing? Oh, we're doing. All right, guys, we are doing well. Um, guys, big day for the show on Friday. Love Friday editions of the show. Um, we had the, the live chat up there yesterday. Um, don't have time to do it every single day, but just want to say, um, as we're going here on this Friday, guys, do me a favor. 
do me a favor and help us grow. It's very simple, very easy. Frankie got the butt. Frankie's got the perfect thing right here. Guys, rumble this video. All you have to do is hit the plus sign on your browser and the thumbs up if you're on the mobile app. You do that, you help the show grow. Think about it. Cost zero dollars. It takes literally one finger. Come on, that much effort? You can't do that for me, right? Come on, your favorite host on LFA. There's other great ones equally tied. But guys, rumble this video for myself and producer Frankie. Help us stay on the leaderboard. Help my crispy on afraid grow. We're always doing new things on this show to go to the next level. We are so excited and committed to growing this network. And it all starts with you guys in the LFA TV audience, the family. And you guys are propelling us to new heights. You rumble the video. You show your support for what we're doing. And it goes a very long way. Now, I say two things help keep the show possible. One, that's you guys. And two, that is our great sponsors. And the sponsors of today's show is CB Distillery, Frankie's favorite sponsor. So, guys, these are crazy, stressful times. So what is your solution to relax? Well, if you haven't tried CBD, you haven't experienced complete relaxation cbdistillery.com has the best CBD products, including their top-rated Synergy Plus collection. No prescription needed prior to the contrary belief, and it's delivered to your door. You don't need a prescription, as I said, but this delivers a sense of calmness and well-being. It'll make you wonder how you manage to live life without it. So what could possibly be this effective at taking the edge off of life and deliver a level of chill that you've never experienced? Guys, it's called Unwind Synergy Plus. It's got THC and CBD in it. It's only available from cbdistillery.com, and you must be 21 years or older to order. Sorry, some of our younger fans out there. A couple of years, you'll be able to get it. Unwind Synergy is remarkably formulated with full-spectrum CBD plus hemp-derived Delta 9 THC. I'm not a scientist, but it sounds pretty good. Bottom line, if you could use a little peace and calm in your life, Unwind Synergy is for you. And with over 2 million customers, CB Distillery is the source you can trust. Visit cbdistillery.com and click on Synergy Plus. Use code LFA for 15% off. Again, that's LFA, 15% off, cbdistillery.com. Not available in what states? You guys guessed it. Idaho, Iowa, South Dakota. Sorry, you guys will just have to be in the Mike Crispy boat, and that is always high strong. Never chill, because we got a country to save. Allow me to take on the stress and the craziness to save the country. You guys chill with the CB distillery. We'll chill. Right? We'll chill, guys. <laughs> Frankie's in it. It's so funny. Uh, appreciate you guys so much. CBDistillery.com. Go check them out. Great sponsor. Helps keep this show running, in addition to you guys helping keep it running. So, guys, before we get back into it, let's rumble this video. So, we got a huge block for you coming up right here. We are just getting started on the slicing and dicing. Frankie, we're going to go back to Pennsylvania here for a minute um, before we get into uh, Joe Biden's favorite issue, which we just talked about, and that's immigration, whether he knows it's his favorite issue or not. All right. All right. Ready to go? I'm ready to rock. All right. Let's do it. On in five, four, three. Two, one. Hey, welcome back to the show, everybody. Mike Crispy here on this Friday, October 21st, coming to you live with producer Frankie in studio. And, you know, Joe Biden, I was talking in the last block, uh, at the end we showed his immigration stance, right? It was very simple. It was capitulate with a one-word answer to whoever was asking the question, right? Pretty good. Not, no, no exaggeration. There, there was no more expounding on it. There was no more answers. Guys, that was a sign of what was to come. Because Joe Biden's brain decrepitness was not that overtly apparent at that time during the debates, right? This was, again, almost three years ago. And from that time, things have really fallen. We should have seen the warning signs. Joe Biden, in the same campaign that we showed you uh, yesterday, the campaign that he was doing in Pennsylvania, he, again, for the, for the sixth time, he holds the record as a president for doing this. He is so good 
with the invisible constituency. I have never seen somebody pay such good attention and try to make good peace offerings with people that do not exist. The ghost community. Watch Joe Biden. Amazing. For the 13th time since he's been president, he holds a record for it. Attempt to shake hands with an invisible person. Roll it. Really powerful image, right? Very powerful image. What is he doing? And he runs away because his handler said, Joe, this way, Joe, this way. Come on, get back in. We'll give you some ice cream. It's like a little dog, you know? Guys, it really, really is incredible. Uh, Joe Biden does not know which direction to go. And I always love when Joe Biden jogs. Why does Joe Biden always jog somewhere? It's like he knows he's in trouble, right? It's like when you're mad at your kid and like, things like, come on, like you're late, you're running late. And then the kid's like running in, you know, it's like Joe Biden is like being yelled at by somebody and like, he's like off schedule or off, off a beat. So he starts to run. Okay. That doesn't take a psychologist to figure that out here. We'll break it down on Mike Crispy Unafraid on this Friday, but guys, Joe Biden's gaffes. And we were also talking about what was going on in, uh, in New York, uh, earlier, with Kathy Hochul having a break with Joe Biden about who's responsible to take in the migrants, right? But even in New York, and we mentioned that it was a closer race here, even in New York, okay, as the illegal immigrant fiesta is under full swing, great graphic there, perfect graphic, Frankie, as the illegal immigrant fiesta is in full swing, it does not stop Kathy Hochul, even though her parade is being rained on, okay? So here is the proof. We mentioned it in the last block. Right now in the state of New York, Frankie, throw this up on the screen. Kathy Hochul holds a slight edge over Lee Zeldin in the, in the New York governor race. Quinnipiac University, New York State poll finds. Crime is ranked as the most urgent issue. Kathy Hochul in that Quinnipiac poll holds a lead. Think about it, guys. Wow. It is 46 to 50 in the poll. Frankie, we're in New York right now. Did we ever think a New Yorker, a Trumper, okay, uh, a guy who voted again, who, guys, when a Republican ever tells you again that they can't stand for Trump principles if they're in like a, a purple area, how about Lee Zeldin, huh? Uh, like, goes to show you that at the end of the day, if you continue to drill on the things that matter and you let these globalists self-destruct, that we will put them into a pretzel and win. And that's exactly what's going on right now in New York. Because the Biden regime right now does not know how to respond. Because they're kind of stuck in the middle right now. Okay, you know what they're trying to do? This is the, the paradox they find themselves in. Word of the day. Paradox. This is the paradox. Right now they are trying to change the demographic of our country. They are trying to move in illegal immigrants and resettle them in swing states, in big cities in swing states, register them as voters so it becomes the new dominant voting bloc and they are beholden to Democrats because they're the ones who brought them in, resettled them. It takes America, it makes America look unrecognizable. It takes these big cities and swing states, it makes it so you don't have to campaign in the suburbs or the rural areas and you win. And in super liberal areas, it gives voting rights, which is what New York City has tried to do now in New York City-based elections, give voting rights to illegal immigrants. And we see how important local elections are, almost in many cases more important than congressional or federal. And that's what they're doing in New York. We're, give, we're trying to give illegal immigrants the right to vote in these local elections. We reported on that um, either in my last show or on Mike Crispy Unafraid. But guys, it is such a disingenuous thing right now that the Democrats are kind of in the middle. They don't know what to do because people know it's wrong in their heart, like Democrat elected officials. 
but they have to go along with the script, okay? And the script is this. You as a local Democrat politician or a statewide politician, you will take the Soros money. You will do what Soros says. You will try to deflect it best you can. You will try to justify Joe Biden being a globalist puppet, but at some point you don't know what to do, right? Because they're not all kind of let on it. They're pawns, they're foot soldiers. So here is the Democrat mayor of El Paso being very confused. Again, normal world. He would say, wow, we're being overrun by MS-13 and the cartel and all these gang members and all this, right? Being overrun by the cartel. Um, maybe we need to declare a state of emergency. Seems pretty bad, you know? What about COVID? They're all coming in, COVID. But they're not allowed to declare a state of emergency. Here is the mayor of El Paso telling everybody that the White House told them what he's allowed to do. Frankie, roll it. Yesterday with... Uh the chief of the U.S. Border Patrol, uh, Chief uh, Ortiz, and he, um, he does not support uh, declaring a state of emergency at this point. Our congresswoman has uh, urged for us not to do that, and our county judge does not support that at this point. We may have to do that. I mean, there's going to be a point where we may have to do that, but at this point, and the White House has asked at this point for us not to do that. Well, I wonder why they've asked for them not to do that, right? I wonder why they've asked uh, for only one reason. It is politics over people, okay? Even when those people are the voters in a Democrat town. That is why Democrat voters to me are literally so brain dead because you have a party that could care less. Again, what they do to the inner cities, we're about to show that. And what they do to these border towns where they vote for Democrat. I don't even understand how the polls are this close. Is 45 to 50% of society literally just mentally ill? Is that what it is? I don't even understand. But guys, here's how you know that 45 to 50% of the population is mentally, is mentally ill. Because we're going to go to New York for a second where a lot of these immigrants are being bussed in and the media attempted to tell us that Ron DeSantis would pay a price for this. Abbott would pay a price for this with Hispanics in their governor elections. They said, oh, Geraldo Rivera. Guys, remember Geraldo Rivera like taking his nude pictures in the mirror, that freakazoid, and the fat lady from The View. Uh, what's that woman's name? Do you know what I'm talking Which about? One? Currently the one who on the used View? to be, it used Rosie? to be on, No, 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 no. The one on The View, the one who used to be on CNN, the oh, one who oh, used to be currently. a George Bush one. Oh, yes. Um, whatever her name is, right? The one who likes to yell about and be all self-righteous. They all said, you know what I'm talking about. Not Megan McCain. <laughs> no. Uh, they all They're said, all fat. They all said that this would hurt DeSantis and Abbott with the Hispanic population, okay? Clearly, that was propagandic fodder fed to them in a last-ditch effort to save the votes with the Hispanics. In reality... Even Eric Adams' own staffers, okay, where the migrants are being sent in New York, even they know it's an effective strategy that Democrat leadership cannot handle. You don't believe me? Shout out to Project Veritas for getting this undercover footage. Roll it. Here are 11,000 people we don't want to deal with. I think what Abbott was doing has, like, proven effective. Like, it's flooded our system. And frankly, I don't know how much Biden is going to appreciate having a mayor be like, hey, you owe Blue City's money because of this migrant crisis. Eventually, it's going to make Biden look bad, which we're a month out from the midterm. It's a very perilous situation for him. And I don't know that Eric Adams is like capable enough to navigate it. 
He's not capable enough. That's my favorite line. Yes, Eric Adams is most certainly not capable enough to navigate it. He will worry about ta- he will worry about tackling the rat crisis, right, and fighting all the rats in New York City, like we showed you yesterday. He will worry about New York having a brand, right? He will worry about all these other things, Fashion Week parties, and making sure that's good for everybody. Uh, Eric Adams is not worried about the migrants, except for when it comes to taking great care of them. And we have reported, we actually kind of broke it on this show that the migrants were. Being being moved to Republican areas. So 100% uh, propaganda on television was debunked once again because even Eric Adams' own team and the Democrats know that this is an effective strategy. So hats off to Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott for being 100% right, even though the media tried so hard to try to convince people that Latins would not support it, right? Yeah, nice try, losers. But we reported on this show, and this was through a friend of mine, uh, Leroy Press, Leroy uh, Johnson, who is a great independent journalist in New York, He exposed the fact that in Staten Island, Eric Adams was sending the migrants from Manhattan to Staten Island. Why? Because it's a Republican stronghold. It was a punishment to Republican voters. They said, oh, let's get out of the Democrat towns. Let's shield this a little bit. Let's, as long as our voters don't see it happening in their face, then they'll continue to believe the ruse because there are stupid Democrat voters. They think so lowly of them. But here is the scene. This is a friend of mine. Um, Caitlin Sinclair uh, reporting for One America News talking about now how the migrants are in Staten Island and what is going on. Staten Island, guys, for you, for those of you who do not know, is part of New York City, kind of, but it's like suburban and a little more like rural-ish. Um, they're kind of normal neighborhoods with trees and stuff. I know that's hard to believe for New York. It's like 65% Trump country. So roll this footage. This is the bizarre situation unfolding in Staten Island with Eric Adams moving a lot of the migrants and dumping it there to shield it from his uberly liberal voters in Manhattan. Frankie, roll it. Eric Adams said it is a responsibility of every borough to step in and house the migrants arriving here, including in Staten Island. Yet residents here say this area is already severely overwhelmed and they're putting up a fight. Elected officials say that the Comfort Inn, this hotel right here behind me in the Travis section, has been receiving busloads of migrants daily. These buses arriving in the dead of night. Who's paying for And we spoke buses? to residents here in the area who said migrants are knocking on their doors, begging for food, begging for clothing, begging for help. This all comes on the heels after Mayor Adams declared this a state of emergency, uh, again asking for federal So he's allowed to declare a state of emergency and ask for federal funds. But the mayor of El Paso literally miles away from where the crisis is actually occurring in the entry point, he's not allowed to do it. Oh, because that's Texas and they see polling in border districts like where Mayora Flores won where they flipped the D plus 15 because they're tired of the immigration problem, right? Don't you see what a joke it is? Like, again, any Democrats, you guys are brain dead if you guys are falling for this. Hats off again to DeSantis and Abbott for exposing it because this is how bad the Democrats are, right? They don't know what to do. Because again, the overlords tell them that you have to do the, the great replacement. You have to move in the migrants. You have to be nice to them. You have to win their votes. It's the only way we're going to have control in the future. It's the only way we're going to dilute the value and the ideals of, of America, right? Now, but common sense people know it's not reality. So they have to walk that tightrope. Part of that tightrope is Eric Adams building these shelters for migrants. Again, where do the tax dollars go? These are your tax dollars. Hard at work here. Federal funds. We have homeless veterans sleeping on the streets, but this is what migrants get. Not even just migrants, but the single male migrants get their own conditions. This is, is this Randall's Island, Frankie? This is Randall's Island in New York City. This is what they get. Roll it. 
you're going to come here to this facility starting tomorrow. When migrants first walk in after intake, they will see a recreational room set up with rows of couches, TVs, Xboxes, and board games. There will also be a phone bank so migrants can connect with family in order to find more permanent housing. We can do that in 24 hours, maybe even less. Many times, it's going to take longer than that. It could take days. Next, there is a cafeteria that will provide migrants with three meals a day, and snacks, coffee, and tea will be available 24-7. Those meals are all culturally appropriate. It is uh, South American fare. The menu rotates. <laughs> Enough! Oh, oh, great. Guys, for those of you out there watching, let me know, is there a place that you can go in your neighborhood where you get the local fare of your choosing that's culturally appropriate and comfortable for you? The menu, it's not just the same food every day. No, no, no. They want you to know it's really, they're really doing all the right things for these migrants, right? They are rotating the menu, okay? What else? Coffee and tea is available. Why inconvenience the migrants with hours for the coffee and tea? 24-7 uh. if you would like your refreshments. Guys, this is an absolute travesty. So in New York City, that is what the illegal immigrants who haven't paid a dime are getting. And real people in the city, right, have to deal with this. Roll it. And in New York, this shit is crazy. Look at this. Look at this shit. Look at this shit. In New York, Times Square. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Guys, that's not even the condition in third world countries, okay? That is worth, in third world countries, at least like, you know, when they're like, you know, more like uh, uh, authoritarian type regimes in these third world countries, they would beat the shit out of somebody if they're sleeping on the, uh, on the subway track like that. So at least in other countries, like, you know, that aren't as developed, they would move those people along, right? So the good people are just trying to get to work and get to and fro. They wouldn't have to step over sleeping bodies strung out on heroin and drugs, right? Now they wouldn't have to deal with that. But guys, a lot of those people laying on the ground, okay, were definitely once Democrat voters in their life. I guarantee it. And those people, again, I always say this about the homeless, right? At some point, probably most of them paid into the system and paid taxes at some point. So I am all for helping those people before we give anything to the migrants. We don't owe them anything. But the people are so stupid in New York that they will step over the bodies and not make this correlation and have no idea why New York officials and the Biden regime would be doing that. Why would they be doing that? Here's why, okay? And they tried, Frankie, throw this up on the screen. They tried to tell you that this is some right-wing, alt-right conspiracy theory that leads to death and destruction, right? It's called the Great Replacement Theory. And that is Republicans out there. This even Fox News, Tucker Carlson, they all say it. And it is essentially, and they're saying now it leads to violence, which it absolutely doesn't. You have one crazy, deranged person who shoots a store. They say, oh, it's a Great Replacement Theory. Uh, what about the Bernie Sanders shooter who shot up the Republicans at the congressional baseball game? Give me a break, right? Mental illness is mental illness. But they deny the existence of the Great Replacement Theory when literally as plain as day, why would the migrants get wonderful, lavish conditions and rotating meals while real people in the city, many of which are Democrat voters, uh, sleep on the floor because they have no prospects of life. They've been strung out on drugs. And then other people who vote Democrat have to step over those bodies to get to work. Really good conditions. What other reason would it be other than bringing in a new voting block? Obviously. Guys, we see through it. We know the game. And that is why in the midterm election, if the voting is legitimate, we have to hold those people accountable. These Democrats are about to get their asses handed to them. We are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more of my Chris Bannafraid. Do not go anywhere. All right, Frankie, how are we doing? 
we're doing, you know, I was saying before to you, like that whole Randall's Island situation, maybe in a few years. It's going it to uh, it's gonna turn into Little Mexico. Little Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> best, Guys, best Little tacos. Mexico. You ever go to Chinatown? Little Mexico. Randall's Island is going to turn. I've never been to Randall's Island. I really know it's there. But it's basically going to turn into a place for uh, Mexicans, right? It's going to yeah. be little. Or yeah. wherever these people It used to be a place from. where you can you know, go listen to some music, pay some money, you know, pay for some tickets, take a nice ferry ride over. Yeah, kind of no like longer. for kind of like for tax paying tourists, right? Right, right. Yeah, absolutely not. Absolutely not, guys. That that would no, 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 no. That would be caring about the citizens. Democrats can't do that. Um, guys, you know who I care about? I care about you guys. I am so grateful for the support of every single person who tunes into Mike Crispy Unafraid. We always have hundreds and hundreds of people watching. Um, we're gonna get that number up to a thousand here very soon. It's always like floating around like six hundred, seven hundred. Um, let's get that number up to eight hundred, nine hundred as a minimum. So how do you do that, guys? Couple things I need you to do. Need you guys to, excuse me, rumble this video. Plus sign on the browser, thumbs up on the app. I also need you guys to take this stream, take this link, share it on your social media, okay? Encourage people to subscribe to LFA TV on Rumble. Also, I have a Rumble account, just crispy. Um, you can follow me there specifically. You can follow both, follow everybody, why not? Follow us there. Also, social media, at crispy on truth social, at my crispy on getter at Mike Crispy NJ on Instagram. Follow me on those pages. I post every single day all sorts of content, behind the scenes, um, extra witty analysis, you name it. Go follow me on social media and follow all of the other LFA hosts on social media. And if you can't watch every episode, go download our podcast, guys. Download our podcast. Very easy to do. Um, go to Spotify if you if you don't have a uh, if you don't have an iPhone, go to Spotify. Punch in Mike Crispy Unafraid, follow it. If you have an iPhone, go search Mike Crispy Unafraid on the Apple Podcast app and hit the little plus button at the top right-hand corner and boom, you're subscribed. And that helps me. That helps us what we're doing. That helps me. That helps Frankie. That helps us. Just doing that alone, okay? So guys, just go ahead and do that right now. Um, even if you're watching on Rumble, go ahead and do that right now because those subscriber counts help us as well. So we appreciate you guys so much. Again, let's rumble this video. Let's keep the momentum going. And uh, Frankie, we're flown here. We're about to uh, talk about something very interesting and bring in a nice guest. So oh, yeah, uh, we got a guest go. ready to go. All right, let's do it. All right, and we are on in five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome back to the show, everybody. Mike Crispy are coming to you live on this beautiful Friday edition of Mike Crispy Unafraid. Want to thank everybody who's tuning in. And it really is amazing, guys. Um, we're talking about the midterms right now. And as Joe Biden hits the campaign trail, Democrat prospects continue to sink. As real people see what's going on, it's hard to even imagine that these races are as close as they are being depicted. But guys, I love the Democrat breakdown all over the world occurring right now. And there's this new phenomenon going on, okay, called eco-terrorist. What is an eco-terrorist? It is some dumb actor, okay, who was whipped up into a frenzy to protest and make climate change the issue of our time. These people, in most cases, are self-entitled, spoiled kids. And it's amazing the displays we're seeing all around the world. And again, this happens in America, but it always starts overseas, like in Europe, and then gets its way here. Guys, eco-terrorism is on the rise. And you better believe, as the climate change narrative seeps in and becomes a bigger uh, inflection point in the midterms and in voting and elections, that these eco-terrorists, right, literally terrorists, okay, terrorists with the most highest per capita parental income, they are on the loose, wreaking havoc. Look at these people in, uh, this is the Van Gogh portrait. Frankie, roll it. Yes, 
They are protesting climate by destroying... Van why are they doing that, Frank? $44 million dollar painting. $44 million dollar painting. That's got to be a replica, right? No. That is it. It was fine, though. Wow. It was totally fine, uh, except for a little damage to the frame. That is incredible. Guys, have these people no respect for culture, society, history, the value of a dollar? And the amazing thing is that why weren't those people grabbed and pummeled and destroyed for destroying a $40 million piece of art? No, these people are eco-terrorists. They are the useful idiots. But it's not, guys, it's really, I mean, that's one example. But it's not just in fancy museums. This is happening in grocery stores. Roll this footage, Frankie. Yes. You're helping so much by destroying yes. all this. You are destroying all the all the guys. If I owned that grocery store, I would pummel these people. Okay, I would pummel them. Yes, all these entitled brats with rich parents are helping by going to the grocery store and pouring the milk all out over that some poor person who works at the store is going to have to spend their time their afternoon mopping and cleaning up. This is the worst of the worst. It's all inspired by Greta Thunberg, right? And unfortunately, voters see that and actually believe that climate change is a threat when we all know it is an absolute farce. It is fake. It is fraud. It's fugazi. Just like the COVID uh, thing, this is what Democrats do. They make issues out of nothing and then propose fake solutions that are literally just money launders. And Vince Dow is the editor-in-chief of American Virtue. He joins me right now. Vince, what is going on with these eco-terrorists? Is law enforcement just kind of letting them have their way, like Greta Thunberg style? These people are babies. I think they need to be pummeled. What say you? Well, absolutely. But firstly, I'd like to point out the just uh, mental acuteness of these eco-terrorists, if you will. You notice this, right? They're protesting uh, saving the environment by dumping out... They dumped out milk. They threw tomato soup on the Van Gogh painting. I don't think they realized that could save a lot of uh, African people in poverty, yet they throw it out, right? But, I mean, that just gets back to the central point here, which is that, you know, first of all, I think in many cases, these are what I will call the middle common denominator of people, right? And it's almost kind of sad. And yes, it is all like state sponsored, but it's kind of sad when you think about it, because a lot of these kids, I will say this about them as not smart as they are, genuinely think the world's going to end, right? Because they've been brainwashed into thinking that and yeah. they're so desperate to that point to where they'll literally go there and throw tomato soup on a Van Gogh painting, right? But so, yes, to answer your question, it is absolutely state sponsored. But I'd also like to point out, you know, your average climate activist, your average eco terrorist, if you will, is what I will, will refer to as a rootless urban parasite. Right. In the sense that these people, first of all, they have no connection to so-called Mother Nature. I mean, they live in the city all the time. They have probably never experienced uh, nature at all. And to the extent that they do, it's like a novelty, right? Because you're hippies. They love to go to the national park or yeah. whatever. But, you know, they live off of Uber Eats, Amazon. They live off of every modern luxury, yeah. right? They, they, If you put them in the wild or even just in, like, rural America, they'd have no cl clue what to do. They'd be like, oh, the Taco Bell closes at 10 p.m. How do we handle this or whatever, right? But, so, but at the same time, right, they're so keen on taking away – trucks everything else yeah. right the, the things they don't the have things right because they, they don't drive yeah. cool cars yeah. or whatever right yeah it's yeah. incredible yeah so they need they need the trucks right to get the food deliveries 
to the Whole Foods where they go shop for their stuff and then they're throwing soup on the Van Gogh painting and, and pouring out the milk and all these other things. It's like, how do these people know respect for history or culture? It's like, I don't think anybody, like I wouldn't go throw soup on a Barack Obama painting no matter what I think about the guy, but it's like, it's just like babies lashing out and I feel like it's been normalized and almost glorified ever since Greta Thunberg, who's gained like 50 pounds, but like, Frank, you see Greta Thunberg yeah. lately? Looking <laughs> terrible. Horrible. Uh, looking horrible. But Greta Thunberg, I guess, is making a lot of money. She's not missing any meals. I bet she's eating a lot of steak and things that they say is emitting like cow flatulence that's leading to climate change. But it's like, Vince, has the culture since Greta Thunberg, which you astutely pointed out, Greta Thunberg is like an actor who is placed in her position. You don't become a little autistic girl and get to the UN just by accident, right? Somebody is using you and placing you there. So is this like organic copycats or is this paid for? Now they're like, all right, you know, we're going to like put more people in there and start a little Greta Thunberg virtue signaling army. What do you think? So I, I don't know whether or not it's paid for to for these kids to do this or that they just are so brainwashed by, you know, what they see and kind of the institutional push there. But, um, yeah, I think in a way this sort of like base of people, they're what Vladimir Lenin called the useful idiots, right? Yeah. They're just kind of a, a group of masses that can be easily brainwashed. Young people are very impressionable. And really on top of that, you know, no one wants to look at young you know, naive teenagers and tell them no, right? That's yeah. kind of the other phenomenon here. Uh, you know, the baby boomer generation, the Gen X or whatever, you know, the, the Republicans, the conservatives, don't get me wrong. They look at it like these entitled children or whatever, but you see the way a lot of those kids were raised. Look at their parents, right? It's always spoil them. You can't tell them no, whatever. And that very attitude, I think, to a strong extent, the thinking here is to let that translate to politics. Right. right. So all of the sort of in the middle and, and liberal parents who raise their kids that way, they look at all these kids. They're like, oh, but they're so angry. They're crying. They're upset. You know, how can we tell them no? Um, and so in that sense, they're a very kind of used uh, effective base of useful yeah. idiots to really push the agenda because, hey, how can you piss off the young people? The, the kids are crying. Like, how? Can yeah, you yeah. That? It's you know participation I mean? yeah. trophy. Oh, they're trying. They're trying to make right. a difference. They're trying to do something for the planet and politics and and. And these people are so just, they're so sheltered. All they know how to do since they were a little baby is lash out and throw their food, right? Literally like little babies. And now they're doing <laughs> that at the big scale uh, and causing eco-terrorism. And your point, they're kind of like, you know, whether it's, whether they're useful idiots or whether it's funded, I think a degree of the information trickling down to them is obviously propaganda funded, right? The whole yeah. climate thing, world is going to end in 20 years. AOC, the same people who are voting low key to send the money to Ukraine and fund the war, same people saying from the megaphone, climate change, climate change, it's going to end the world by 2020, right? That's what they always say. Parts of New York City are going to be underwater and they keep doing it. So Vince, what do you, I mean, for young people and like, you know, your group, you, you, meet a lot of young people and they're out there activists on both yeah. sides. So what, like, what's the cycle for young people here? Cause the sad thing is Vince is that a lot of these people are the future voters, like as brain dead and as spoiled as an entitled as these people are. If you and your mental brain are going to throw soup at a, a painting, a thousand year old painting, you know, you got to say, wow, these people are going to be future voters. They're this sick in the head, right? So what? what's the future? How do you break it for young people? How do you break the Thunberg syndrome, uh, which has now taken hold, uh, I guess, globally? 
the propaganda comes in from a lot of different angles, but I think, you know, the most obvious first place to start is the education system. The education system is very far left. You know, we always point out the gender stuff, you know, the anal sex being taught to kids and all that. But that's not really the only aspect of this. Like just in the public school system in general, even in red states or red cities, you know, all of the left-wing propaganda is coming through history, science yeah. class, all about climate change, all that stuff, right? Yeah, and it, so yeah. I think the first and the easiest place to start is that, you know, we have to seize power of the education system. People say, well, conservatives need to become teachers. And that's true. But we don't. We also don't really have time for that. How long is that going to take? Like this generation, oh, they go through. That's going to take something like 20 years yeah, for that yeah, to at point, least yeah. start to see. Right. So what we need to do is really like an on steroids version of what like, you know, Governor DeSantis does in Florida, but like turn that up to 10. We need to really from the top down where we have the political power. And, you know, if we retake the White House in 24 uh, on the federal level too, start getting really strict about what the curriculum is, right. mandating certain curriculum, right, and banning the use of other, you know, ridiculous curriculum. Like, we need to seize control on a political level right, of the education system. Yeah. And I think you start there, uh, you know, obviously you fight the culture war, all that other stuff. You can start to make a dent. Because you see, I, I see kids, you know, they'll start ninth grade. And it's funny, too, because a lot of times in middle school, that's when they're kind of in their like edgy, yeah. you know, anti SJW Andrew Tate phase or whatever. Like you see that in middle school. I, I was kind of like that in middle school too. And then high school, they start to become liberals or whatever. And then they go to college and they come out just like complete like hippie degenerates so you or gotta, whatever. Right? You got to nip them. Yeah, yeah. You need to nip yep. them right in the in the bud. And DeSantis, right. I mean, people are saying he's one of the only governors to do it. More should be if they really care about the cause. Getting involved in the school board races. Vince, really appreciate it. Uh, come back on soon as these eco terrorists uh, continue to terrorize. We'll continue covering it. Thanks for coming out, sir. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more by Chris Beyond Afraid. Do not be an eco-terrorist and do not go anywhere. All right, guys, appreciate wow. it. Good interview, Vince da uh, Dow. Great guy. Um, super, super conservative. He had a great event, uh, American Virtue. It's an organization for young conservatives. I spoke at it. Um, Anthony Sabatini spoke at it a couple months ago. Great stuff. They're doing great work. He's a great guy. Uh, go follow him on social media. Just punch in Vince Dow. He's the only guy uh, conservative named Vince Dow. Great guy. Go follow him. Um, guys... Before we go any further, as we're looking to wrap up the show, guys, I need to ask two things, you guys. Okay, first thing I need you to ask is I need you guys, first thing I want to ask is for you guys to rumble this video, okay? Rumble this video and keep this show on the leaderboard, okay? You rumble this video, we are, again, we got to get, we always say 500 rumbles by the end of the show. We always have more than 500 people watching. Please, guys, rumble this video. And if you don't have a rumble account, you can make one in literally five minutes. You have to because YouTube is dying. The second thing I want to tell you guys, and what one thing before I get into it, um, Anna Perez is coming up right next. Go watch her show after this and rumble that show. Wrong thing. She's terrific. Her show yesterday was hilarious. Talking about Tinder and all these other beta males. It's great, right? A show unlike any other. I like her show because it's not rhetorical. And you know what else I really like? The most non-rhetorical cigar brand on the planet, only for true patriots. Guys, you guessed it. The one and only Patriot Cigar Company. It's Friday. And on Friday, Frankie and I, after the show, are always smoking our Patriot cigars. Oh, Guys, yeah. it's the perfect gift for any occasion. Thanksgiving's coming up. Christmas is coming up. You know a Patriot who loves a good smoke, right? Red-blooded, alpha male, Patriot. 
We're not saying smoke protein. them every day, but it <laughs> protein. But it is the perfect gift, guys. You celebrate American success and winning. Every good American conservative enjoys a good cigar time and again. So whether it's your husband, your grandfather, your father, your brother, guys, everyone loves a good cigar every now and then. Go to Patriot Cigar Company right now. It makes the perfect gift for the holidays. MyPatriotCigars.com right now. Use promo code CRISPY for 15% off your order. Company run by great patriots that I personally know um, that are very involved. Big supporters of mine when I was running for Congress donated to my campaign. Um, his name is Alan Jacoby. He's an awesome guy. Patriot Cigar Company. Go follow them on social media. And there you go. Patriots, right. PatriotCigarCompany.com. They really do s- smell and they're very good. It's from Nicaragua, actually. Aged a minimum of three years, the tobacco. So it's good stuff, guys. It's, good. it's not like smoking cigarettes. Cigarettes, they put all the chemicals and stuff, right? Um, cigars are just Tar, re- real deal stuff, right? Yeah. Is that true? Am I going to get sued for saying that? No, you're very Phil- right. Philip Mor- right. Morris going to come after me? Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, guys, appreciate you guys. Thank you. so Seriously, on a serious note, thank you very much. Um, another great week. Really appreciate you guys. Um, show your support for me by just rumbling this video, sharing the stream, going to MikeCrispy.com, where the My Patriot Cigars link is there, and the links to other great products um, to help support our show and our social medias to help us grow. All right, Frank, you got the Paul Ryan uh, thing oh, here? Oh, yeah, you oh, know it. You guys, listen, we break news on this show, showing, thing you, showing you guys things that you will not see anywhere else. This is a good one. All right, ready? Alrighty. And we Put are back in five, four, How do you talk with three, the cigar in your mouth? Two, one. Hey, welcome back to the show, everybody. Mike Crispy here on this Tuned Up Friday edition of Mike Crispy Unafraid. I am so grateful for everybody watching this show. We uh, love Fridays. We, yeah, we love Fridays. Friday, it's always a fun episode. And we always like to end Fridays on a fun note. And what more fun to do than to make light of an absolute rhino. Okay, eh, eh, rhino alert. Who remembers Paul Ryan? Paul Ryan will go down in history as the guy that stifled President Trump's agenda when he had a majority in the House, in the Senate, and he had the White House, and he had his first 100 days, guys. And this guy you see on the screen who bench presses 85 pounds, okay? (laughs) Paul Ryan. This guy was the reason. Chicken wing shoulder blade Paul Ryan. He's the reason that the agenda did not advance. It's his fault. And Paul Ryan fooled people into thinking he was this real conservative. Thank God he's out of the picture, okay? Now we have Kevin McCarthy, who is a Paul Ryan sycophant, who is looking to take control. We cannot let that mistake happen two times in a row. I pray, seriously, and you should too, that it does not happen. Kevin McCarthy will stifle the agenda just like Paul Ryan. He's proving it right now. Kevin McCarthy is even worse because he's weaponizing the campaign fundraising um, against MAGA candidates who do not want to vote for him for speaker. It's true. It's wrong. Um, He personally came at me, um, pumped in over a million bucks um, for this dilapidated beta male um, who I think is a closet homosexual, Chris Smith. Um, don't care. Um, saying it. It's just true. It's right. If you're, if you're out there watching New Jersey, guys, I mean, come on, look at the guy. So don't care. Don't care. Um, but I bet you that Chris Smith and Paul Ryan got along, right? And guys, Paul Ryan is such a squid. He said the other day in the news that Trump won't be the Republican nominee in 2024. Ex-GOP House Speaker Paul Ryan predicts. And guys, here's a little news flash for you guys. Here's a wrap up the show. There are hundreds of Republican members of Congress, over 100 members who agree with Paul Ryan. They just don't say it out loud, okay? Because they're in Congress. Guarantee you people like Chris Smith don't think that Trump is going to be, they don't want Trump to be the nominee. So many nameless, faceless, 
House Republicans think this way. The backbenchers, you don't know their names. You don't know why legislation isn't getting done. You don't know why they're not standing with the MAGA agenda because they love to be anonymous. It's not the Marjorie Taylor Greens, the Matt Gates, the Gosars, the Boberts, the Cawthorns, the people who are out front and bold, right? Those are real people who are not controlled. It is the nameless, faceless hundreds of other members of Congress that you've never even heard of, like Chris Smith, who, think about it, been in the, he's the longest-serving member of Congress, 42 years. Most of you have never heard of him. You only know about him because I ran against him in the primary. And maybe that he's closet homosexual. But also, guys, Paul Ryan represents those people hook, line, and sinker. That is the establishment. And we've been talking about Fox News on this show a little bit, right? And guys, what do you do? Fox News, like we show the thing about transgender where uh, Dana Perino was saying, let's celebrate Pride Month by uh, glorifying this transgender person who converted. And we showed the other day where they were kind of like converted oh, when she was like 10. He yeah, was 10. absurd. She, absurd. And oh, Barack Obama, maybe he's kind of coming around and maybe he's tired of cancel culture. And I'm like, that's weird. How can they not see through the veneer? How can they not see through the strategy, right? That's going to help Barack Obama win moderate votes when Fox News, they had those sound bites of Fox News going, wow, Obama's rational. It's all a lie. It's all a ruse. It's all designed to help Democrats because they don't want, nobody does, Republicans in the House and Democrats, they don't want a supermajority on either side. It's always a little bit of an advantage for either side so then they can cry a foul when legislation is not passed. They want the stalemate, right? And Fox News, unfortunately, guys, ever since the passing of Roger Ailes, who was a great patriot, right, who made Fox News what Fox News was, Fox News has now descended into liberal terrain. And who's on the board of directors at Fox News? Boom, Frankie, put it on the screen. Oh, whoa, what a coincidence. Most of you guys do not know that since Paul Ryan has been out of the house, that he is now on the board of directors at Fox News. He's on the board of directors. Incredible. This is right on their website. Right on their website. Right on the Fox Court website. Guys, it's been hiding in plain sight. So if you hadn't had any doubt about what the independent media outlets are there, the true MAGA America First media outlets, it ain't Fox News, okay? Because he's in the, he, just the other day. He's not going to be the nominee. Fox does never, they never want to have President Trump anymore. You notice that. That's a trend. They never have Kerry Lake on. That's a trend because the rhinos like Paul Ryan are pulling those strings. Don't watch it, buy their products and do their advertising and help their ratings and do all that stuff and help the rhino machine Fox News grow. Support this network. Support this show. Go to MikeCrispy.com. Support all the other true America first, non-bought and paid for hosts on this network that's the future. Fox News is the past. Guys, I appreciate everybody tuning in uh, to every single episode this week of Mike Chris Benefred. We had a really fun week. We appreciate you. We love you guys. We are just getting started because the last thing we have in this country that keeps us free is the free flowing of truthful, real, bold, unafraid information. That's our promise to you on Mike Chris Benefred. Thank you, everybody. Have a great weekend. Frankie and I are now going to go smoke our Patriot cigars, and we will see you on Monday.